Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back once again with another installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering the Houston Texans every single day. As always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman. What do we have on the agenda for today? Well, first, Cody and I think it's very important to understand how Greg Abbott's decision to open back up the state of Texas affects your Houston Texans next season, because now they'll be able to have more people in the stands. And also the rumored Chicago Bears trading for Deshaun Watson. What should we expect Houston to get in return if that's an actual a destination that both sides can agree on, even though Nick Casario and the Houston Texans have already stated that they will not move on from Deshaun Watson, at least at this time. And I think that they're going to play hardball for a while, Cody, actually. But here's an opening line of a CNN article. As coronavirus cases across the country are dropping, cases in Texas actually increased by 5% over the last two weeks. Greg Abbott, the governor of the great state of Texas, has lifted the mask mandate in the midst of this. Starting March 10th, Texas businesses can operate at 100%. I can't help but to think the Texans of the Texans while processing Abbott's decision. And that's, will they reopen the stadium back to full capacity? Also, if they do, the possibility of losing business due to false promises that took place during the pandemic which is why, uh, you know, we're even discussing the sun being traded away because of things that has taken place during the time of COVID-19 and uh, shutting down things. So my answer to both of those questions are yes and yes. The league only allowed them to operate at 22% capacity, so roughly 17,000 people in the stadium. I was actually at one of those home games. And you know how easy it was to get food? That's never the case at the NRG. I was in and out of the line when the Texans operate at full capacity, which holds nearly 72,000 people. They were worth $3.3 billion after that 2019 season. The average team posted $477 million of revenue and generated $109 million of operating income. However, Forbes expected the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic to take a toll on teams because of the lack of revenue teams would be generating. We understand that, but in 2019, the Texans operated at full capacity and they generated $530 million in operating income of 165. And that was in 2019, the year before uh, the coronavirus. So you just know the McNair family wants to keep that high ranking they were the fourth ranked team in the NFL in regards to money generated in 2019 going into the 2020 season right behind the Dallas Cowboys. And that's huge because Houston has not been around, uh, but more than two decades and they're right in the thick of things. And, you know, Houston fans are great. So they want to keep that high ranking and they want that money to come back in. But I definitely believe that fans are serious when they say listeners and Cody, if Deshaun Watson is traded, we are not coming to games. I don't think it'll be too many fans because people are ready to get back outside. 
But I do think fans will boycott if Deshaun is traded or if he's not on the field. If he's not, if the Texans come out week one and the product on the field is not worth the watching, then people won't go to games. They can just watch him at home if they want to. Well, if they wanted to keep that high ranking, they should have done everything possible not to piss off this fan base. And I don't care if COVID numbers are low, if COVID is gone, or if COVID is at an all-time high. The Houston Texans are going to have a hard time trying to sell tickets. They're going to have a hard time trying to retain that ranking of being one of the most valued franchises in the NFL due to the fact that fans will not want to support this team. Yes, I understand you have diehard fans like the great Debbie the Texans, who is always representing her team and shout out to her because she is by far one of, if not the best sports fan that I've, that I've ever seen. But at some point you got to take into consideration that you are looking at a team that have lost DeAndre Hopkins, JJ Watt and Deshaun Watson in the span of 12 months. And you're not talking about guys who were just good out there on the field. This is not Justin Reed and no disrespect to these guys, but this is not Justin, Justin Reed or Laramie Tunsil or, or Titus Howard or whoever the case might be. This isn't Carlos High. You're looking at three guys who were the face of your franchise. John, me, the listeners, all of us remember going to NRG Stadium between this, the seasons of 2018, 2019, and what and who were the faces that we saw constantly around the billboards and, and not just inside NRG Stadium, just around the city of Houston on HEB commercials. It was those three guys that I just named. And the fact that we are going into this new season, none of those guys are there. And how are the Texans are going to sell this team in 2021 to the fan base? Because John, my biggest concern is, and I, and I do believe this, if they cannot get nobody to come to this team, you're looking at a season where the Texans are just going to be a bunch of band of misfits. And I'm not saying that to be funny, but at the end of the day, given how bad this situation is right now, especially considering the fact that there's still the Jack Easterby factor that's going around and you know, players in the league talks, who is going to want to come here? You're looking at a situation where the Texans might have a worse team, more, more worse than their inaugural season. And to your point, you know, if Watson is not on that field, that will make things a whole lot worse. But it seems like he's not going to be on that field. Even if, if he's traded, he's not going to be in the field, on the field. If he's on the current roster, he still won't be on the field. So it's a very fun situation to look at unless you are just really one of those diehard crazed fans. And I understand because – a lot, of, a lot of these fans have witnessed a lot throughout the years, and they just wanted a quarterback. He got him, and now he wants out. The possible destination for Deshaun Watson could be the Chicago Bears. Possibly there's a rumor that Chicago is strongly interested, especially after them coming out saying that they will most likely move on from Mr. Trubisky, who was a restricted free agent, and they no longer want to have Nick Foles as their starting quarterback. Cody, I know that may make you sad, and if you need a tissue for that issue, I have one for you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm definitely going to need it. <laughs> so sad. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? 
Come on, guys. We can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store. But it only cost $216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com february is black history month and the locked on podcast network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called locked on presents more than the game this week we have two conversations for you to wrap up the first month First, a discussion on protests in sports across leagues, then tune in for a discussion on the importance of Black history in sports, what's been achieved, and the important work left to do all in the discussion on Locked On Presents podcast. Subscribe on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. On Monday's edition of ESPN's uh, NFL Live, analyst Dan Orlovsky suggested that Chicago should go all in to complete a trade with the Texans for Deshaun Watson. What would a trade for Watson look like for Houston where they would get back? Well, first, for me, let's rule out Khalil Mack. I don't think he'd be a target for Houston because of his massive contract, nor do I believe Chicago Chicago will easily let him go in that trade. Mack is due $26.6 million this year. Mr. Biscay wouldn't be a part of that deal because he's set to become a free agent, as I mentioned. But Eddie Goldman would be in that deal who did opt out of last season. Eddie Goldman is a very good interior defensive lineman, which Houston needs. I like Bilal Nichols in that deal as well. Houston should receive their first pick in the NFL draft, which would be pick 20 and second year, a uh, second pick in the second round picking this year's draft, which would be 52. They'd also get Chicago's next year's first and second round pick as well. But I, I got to tell you this. I also like, Jalen Johnson in that deal as well. Last year, the rookie uh, out of Utah had some tough moments throughout the season, had games like Carolina, Minnesota, and Detroit, where he allowed more than 100 yards in those three games. But he had some great moments, great playmaking moments throughout the year as well. And Houston needs a playmaker at corner. I mentioned his Detroit game. He had that game. He did leave that game with a game-saving pass breakup to end the year. With 15 pass deflections on the year as a rookie, he'd be number one in Houston right now, right above J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt had seven pass deflections last year, had more than any defensive back on the Houston Texans with seven. And Jalen Johnson would be number one right now. 
in Houston. So if they if they do flirt with the idea of bringing in or sitting down with the Chicago Bears, uh, they're going to get Chicago because who they are. It'll be and, and by the way, it'll work out for Chicago because Chicago would be able to convince Allen Robinson, who is a who is a dog at receiver, to stay so he can play with Deshaun Watson. So that'll work out for them. But Houston will get some defensive players. They'd also be able to get that 20th pick and possibly solve some quarterback problems uh, without having Deshaun Watson. Maybe Trey Lance would be there. They also may be able to use that 20th pick for this year and next year's draft to move up. They'd also be able to get them a quarterback for the future as well, possibly, or maybe Trey Lance will fall to him, who's a hot commodity. He's been moving up a lot at the draft boards. But it could make sense for Houston to move on from Deshaun Watson and send him to Chicago. I disagree. Chicago doesn't have enough. First and foremost, if you're going to trade Deshaun Watson for a first-round pick in this year's draft, why would you take a 20th pick when you could trade him to New York or Miami for the number two or the number three pick? And I think both of those teams, especially at quarterback, has a lot more to offer than the Chicago Bears. And on the flip side of things, John, I know you're real big on the salary cap this year, especially considering the fact that there's a lot of holes that the Texans need to plug in on the defensive side of the ball. But at the end of the day, my biggest thing when we trade Deshaun Watson is – what type of value are you going to get back for his services? And I know you say, you know, you'll rule out Khalil Mack, but I will start, if I was the Texans general manager, I will start the negotiation with Khalil Mack because at the end of the day, you are losing a franchise cornerstone player on the offensive side of the ball in quarterback, who of course is going to be Deshaun Watson. But at the same time, you're going to be adding another franchise cornerstone player in Khalil Mack, one of the best pass rushers in the game today. And especially after losing JJ Watt this offseason, the Texans need a new force on the defensive side of the ball. And Khalil Mack would be the number one person who I would be going after. And look, it's funny that we're talking about this because if Chicago would have just drafted this man from the very beginning, they wouldn't even be in the situation of trying they to. They would see. have won a Super Bowl by now. Oh, oh yes, most definitely. D- Deshaun Watson, and it's funny that you mentioned Chicago using Deshaun Watson as a way to keep Allen Robinson. Because remember, when we played against the Chicago Bears early on in the season, I mentioned how great that pairing will be, Deshaun Watson and Allen Robinson. Of course, I wanted to see that pairing in Houston, not in Chicago. But it's just funny to me how life comes at you fast. Because I know we say this a lot, but Chicago had an opportunity to draft Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, and they ended up with Mitchell Trubisky. But going back to the trade and after the statement that I made about Khalil Mack, the only negative side of that is, yes, you're going to be taking on a bigger contract, but is that asset that you're getting in return one of the best assets in the league? Does he want to be here for Houston? And nine times out of 10, that answer is going to be no. However, John, with the deal that you just finished talking about, with the players that you just finished naming, if Mitchell Trubisky was still on the contract, let's say for one season, would you or would you not still make that trade if you conclude Mitchell Trubisky? Because at the end of the day, look, we could disagree with this all we want. I don't think Mitchell Trubisky is that bad of a quarterback. He is decent, to say the least. And I think if anything, if the Texans were to go that route and you were to add him if he wasn't a restricted free agent, he will be at least a decent bridge quarterback because whoever the Texans get when they move on from Deshaun Watson is going to be a bridge quarterback. You get him, you test that out for a year or two, and if it doesn't work out, you move on. Unless it's Tua. 
you know? Yeah, let unless it's this. Tool. Right, let me say this. Chicago would definitely be third on the list of if they're going to move on from him, they'd be third on the list, right behind uh, New York, Miami, and then uh, Chicago. I think Chicago has defensive players on the side of the ball that Houston can use, and it is one of those situations where both sides still have to come to an agreement agreement on where they want to go. Chicago does have interesting defensive players, and you can also look at Roquan Smith as well, if you want to throw him into that deal, who's also on a rookie contract. I love Roquan as a linebacker in this NFL. That dude's so good. If you add in Smith, maybe you might have my attention, but I, at the end of the day, I just don't believe that the Chicago Bears have enough. And then, of course, you take on their draft picks. Their draft picks may not be that great because, I mean, if you add Deshaun Watson to a very stable and solid team, that's at least a wild card team, to say the least. But at the end of the day, regardless if it's Chicago, New York, Miami, San Francisco, or whatever, this situation with Deshaun Watson is just going to drag on and it's only going to get uglier, which I do have a theory I do want to get into regarding this situation with Deshaun Watson. Before we discuss that theory, I wanted to tell you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of the sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers award TV shows and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline also has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts with promo code locked on. Again, promo code locked on. Now, as I mentioned on the last segment, this situation with Deshaun Watson is going to drag out for an extremely long time. And I do have a theory, an interesting theory of mine that I believe that this saga of Deshaun Watson might be over if it wasn't for one simple mistake that the New York Jets did throughout the season. And that was winning a game that cost them the number one pick. Because John and listeners, think about it. If the New York Jets had the number one pick, and we all know, according to reports, that Deshaun Watson has the New York Jets on his list of preferred destinations, I'm pretty sure by now there is a great possibility that this saga could be over because the Texans will be giving up Deshaun Watson for that number one pick, which means Trevor Lawrence, a guy who is projected to go on to have as just as good of a career as Deshaun Watson, will be coming here to Houston. I want to say this really quick. I want people to stop trying to buy stock in Trevor Lawrence should be the number one pick, that he's not the number one quarterback coming out in the NFL draft. Stop doing that. He's the number one quarterback. He's the best quarterback. It isn't Zach Wilson. It isn't Trey Lance. It isn't Justin Fields, who he slid down in the NFL rankings. It's Trevor Lawrence. But I think if the Jets had the number one pick, Nick Casario is someone who uh, is coming from an organization that had quarterback stability for 20 years. He'd jump on that. He'd be able to get the two first-round draft picks in this year's draft, more draft picks for next year. And, you know, they may be able to get a player out of that deal on the defensive side of the ball. If the New York Jets had the number one pick, I believe that Houston maybe would have jumped on that deal by now, Cody. I would agree with that. 
And that's going to conclude another installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Until tomorrow, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.